This episode was recorded last year, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Voices, with me, Sally Morgan. But you may know me best as Psychic Sally. In this series, I will be speaking to strong, powerful, inspirational people about their lives. I think my mother inspired me, my grandmother inspired me. It's all other women, actually, who are out there breaking new ground, breaking that glass ceiling, who don't say no, who just keep on going and evolving. And they're the people to lead me on. In this episode, I sat down with Harriet Thorpe. Well, everyone, I am sitting here with film, television and stage legend. Um, I think that you're all going to know her from um, Absolutely Fabulous. Um, You're a fleur. I'm here with the gorgeous, stunning Harriet Thorpe. Thank you, darling. Uh, Very nice of you to join me today. Such a pleasure. I've got so much I want to ask you. Yeah, copy that. um, (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, everyone remembers you as Fleur in Ab Fab. And uh, did you know at the time that it was going to be such a huge success? I don't think you ever know. Um, But it was so brilliantly funny and it was so wonderful to be surrounded by so many women yeah. And Jen and I were at drama school together and we've been friends for 40 blah <clears throat> years. Um, and it, it was the most amazing thing because it, again, it was quite groundbreaking in the sense that it was about women and women being funny and, and women being real. Absolutely. Because I mean, her character, oh, Eddie, blissful. yeah, I mean, Brilliant. you know, I've come across so many Eddies. Oh, haven't we all? Yeah. So it, it's, how did, you're the part that you played for it was hilarious I have to say that and as I'm talking to you now in my head I'm visualizing you you're sort of like this how how does she describe that in the script or does she just leave it up to you to pull on your memory bank I think it's all those things I think you're so right actually it's all those things the the two kind of airheads yeah you know Fleur and Catriona and I suddenly began speaking when we were doing it with a kind of really weak R <laughs> so that when she speaks and then Jen gave me really lots and lots of words with R's in to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's how that kind of evolved. And I think also I did a show called British Empire. Yes, and, I was about to mention yeah, that. Yeah. And again, that vocally, Carol was in the script. It said she's crying all the time. And I thought, well, crying all the time sounds boring vocally. So I tried not to cry. Because when you're trying not to cry, sometimes it's really, really fast. <laughs> sometimes it's really slow. And also she loves Mr. British so much. And I remembered being a kid in my school, in primary school. And we had the most glamorous teacher. And I thought I wanted to be this person. And you know that thing in schools when teacher says, now children, who can tell me? And your hand shoots up and you go, miss, miss, miss. Yeah. And I remember thinking... Carol was so in love with Mr. Britters, she couldn't say his name fast enough. So she'd say, Miss it's the same thing. So those little accents of life yeah. or memories or thoughts are trying not to cry. And then yeah. yes, Miss Bruce. You know, are things that create, begin to create they those do. characters. I never really use my own voice. No. I'm always creating different people. Yeah, so a, a real character a- actress. Thank I can God. always remember <laughs> seeing an interview um, uh, with Thora Heard. Do you remember Thora Heard? Yeah, of course Heard? I do. So I've got, uh, what an, an amazing, she was an amazing comedian as well. But she was talking about introducing her memory bank into a character and 
one of them was she said it was such a little thing but it just worked where she remembers her grandma picking a cup of tea up and blowing on the tea yeah before she drank it and she introduced that to this character and all of a sudden the character was born uh, absolutely it is that is that a sense of imagination isn't it? and and fun and you get it from the text you get it from Definitely. your directors you get it from your colleagues yeah and it's i only ever play psychotic women none of them are remotely normal <laughs> if i'm doing if i'm doing shakespeare i'm either some old loose lady yeah, yeah. or i'm or I'm uh, an evil queen poisoning her king. Yeah. They're never sort of sane. Yeah, well, <laughs> are we ever, you know? No, darling. To, no, exactly. No, exactly. Um, so, really, I, I sort of jump forward there because I do want to touch on um, your career and really want you to go back. Um, I mean, where did you find the love for acting? I don't remember ever not wanting to do it. I remember one of my first memories was trying to make my sister laugh and that feeling, that fix you get... It's not a normal job acting. We should all be in a home because we're there for the clapping. <laughs> and it's lovely that it's art and that we're doing it for noble causes. But actually, you could do that in your own room. Yeah. No, you want to stand on a stage, be in special clothes or in front of a camera and do your acting and then get clapped. Yeah. It's part of the compulsive illness of performing. Yeah. And I love it and I wouldn't want to do anything else. And I think... Not only is it the fulfillment you do from getting people to laugh or be mm. moved them because mm. whatever you're talking about relates to them, but it's also that it it shares the human voice. And throughout history, whether it's a Greek tragedy, we have always needed entertainment. We, we need to have a voice back for people. Mm. Always. And so, do you think? Because you just touched on the fact that you met you met Jen Jen Saunders yeah. at drama school. Yeah. Do you think that? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of all the girls and boys out there that will be listening that are thinking maybe they'd like to be get into acting. Do you think you need that 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 background, that grounding of drama school? I don't know if you do. I don't think there's one equation for anything. Otherwise, we'd all do it. Yeah, because I want to be an actress and I haven't been to drama school. Oh, darling, yeah. don't, I think you already are. It's fine. Don't, you don't have to do a yeah, thing, darling. Yeah. Just get yeah. some wigs, sort out yeah, the yeah, costumes, you'll be fine. I'm on it. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's... Uh, there's one way to do anything. It would be lovely if there was, but there isn't. And I think if you want to do it, whatever age you are, if you feel an instinctive thing to do it, do it. And do you think that um, where acting is concerned, that, uh, that you need, one needs a big break? Do you think that you're, you, know, you need something very special um, for you to make it, you could say? I don't know because I, I'm not sure. I mean, I also want to say drama schools are fantastic because there you learn about your voice, you learn to make mistakes, you learn going wrong is the only way to go right, you learn all sorts of things about yourself. Yeah. So drama schools are very valid, but it's not necessary. But I think that it, this is a marathon, it's not a race. Yeah, and You have to just keep going. Yeah. There isn't one moment when you think, I've arrived. There's always new stuff ahead. Yeah, and, and it, it, like you say, it's um, we create our own monsters, don't we? So it's, it's a bit like the, the amazing part that you you managed to bring to life and you were given did Jen approach you for Fleur yeah I mean we talked about it uh I think we were on holiday the two families were on holiday together and um and she was saying she was thinking this idea about a mother and a daughter and I said mm. I could play your daughter she said no <laughs> your chest is too big I was like, oh, if you can strap them down it's fine but um I'm and and we were just she was talking about these ideas she'd had, and because uh, you know we just as I said yeah. we each other. And do you, do you 
were you because it was so successful were you worried that you'd be typecast i think we're always typecast no matter how we try and differentiate yeah. i'm i mean I was doing a radio the other day and I was allowed to talk like this. Well, you can talk like that. I quite, well, I grew up with women like Did that. Did you, darling? So right, yeah. With a fag on with a all fag. the time. Yeah, yeah. But you're not allowed to do that. People want you as you now. Yeah. And I'm a character actor and I was always taught to do different people. And it's really frustrating because I love playing different people. But so you're a, were you a mimic as a child? Yeah, we all mimic teachers and things. Yeah. And that was it's, the fun, wasn't it? It's great, yeah. And it's also, I think that to be in this world of acting in all the facets of it you do need a sense of humor otherwise you're not going to survive are you if you can't take the piss out of yourself you're lost well no yeah self-deprecation is definitely um a, a necessity um <laughs> yeah I, well, there's no doubt about that so um you're incredibly inspirational you're inspirational to me oh darling well because you. i i've got this amazing sense of humor and you know the work that i'm involved in is mainly about loss yes so you know there is that sort of side to it where you certain people think you need to be very serious you see and um i can't be serious and i think that but that's comedy, what makes you special yeah oh well, that's very it kind. sets you apart but it does yeah and, and i think that it's as a woman so i'm i'm saying to you as a woman do you find that um uh that you're drawn to inspiring other women Always. With your sense of humour and your comedy and the roles that you play. So how the business has changed where women are concerned? I think it's so important as one matures, although I'll only claim 35. I am almost 63. <laughs> and I, I think what's fascinating is that all the women who went before us gave us the voice we have today. And what's frustrating is there's no template for what the fuck we're supposed to do next mm. because, excuse me for swearing, because we were either wives or we were grannies. Somebody said to me the other day, have you got grandchildren yet? And I went, no. They went, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, laugh <laughs> off. I don't have to be defined. I'm only valid and worthy. If I would adore grandchildren, but it's not how I'm defined. No. And as women... We've had education, we've had birth control, we have a voice today. But the people who went ahead of us in the generation or two ahead didn't have the sort of opportunities we've had. And I get here and I think, oh, I don't know what to do next. And when I turned 50, I was told by society, sort out your will and get a free pen <laughs> by Michael Parkinson. <laughs> I was told to do some baking or go on a Saga cruise. Yeah. And Saga, I'm sorry, I think they're affiliated with MI5. I've moved three times. Their leaflets come through my door. Yeah. How do they know where I live? How do they know? How do they know where I yeah, live? It's, it's, not, it's not right, no, is darling, it? it isn't. No, someone's... Big Some, Saga's watching. Big seriously. Saga. Big Saga is watching us, is darling. watching you, darling. This, every day. Yeah. But I, I think it is important to have comedy in our lives. You know, whenever I... You know, we're so lucky to be in the worlds that we're in, in the place that we're in mm. at this time in history for the moment holding on to that um to have the freedom we have yeah. and you know what would be important is doing brain surgery at great Ormond street yeah. that's important when i have a minor frustration in my privileged life mm. you need to get a grip yeah and i think we're lucky that we do what we do yeah well i, I agree with you but i don't always remember that which is do you know what i mean I, we are lucky and we are lucky to be 
a woman in this particular age. Oh my God, yeah. You know, because there was a time with with acting and with I mean, I'd I'd have been burnt at the stake. Do you oh. know what I mean? The work that I do. Yeah, of course. And, and, and act, oh, we were prostitutes. Actors, you were prostitutes. Yeah. You were whores. That's what they, you were considered. So we're, we, we live in a, a, a really good age for the work that we choose to do. Absolutely. But as you're, you're, you're quite right. I think that there are women and men out there that need inspiration from us, need to, they need to witness our strength, don't you think? And yeah, and to know you're not alone. Yeah. And we, for me, instinctively, I don't think, oh, I want to stop doing things now. Oh, I'm not going to do that now because I'm mm. whatever age. Um, I think my instinctive feeling is what's next? Mm. What am I doing next? So are you, are you, are, do you write? Are you going? I don't. My mother was a writer um, and wrote lots of novels and Successful. movies. And, yeah, very. Yeah, what what, what, she what wrote was mummy's name? Her name was Gillian Freeman. And in the, she was already a successful novelist. And then in the 60s, when it was still illegal to be gay, she wrote a book called The Leather Boys, which was about working class boys who fell in love. And it became a movie, which she wrote with Rita Tushingham, Dudley Sutton. And oh. it was about, it was a, a kitchen sink drama, was how they were all Amazing. suggesting. And then because of that movie, she then, um, I remember coming, I was just at a you know, state primary school in North London. And I remember coming home. She said, Darling, next week we're going to America. I was like, Oh, okay. And Amazingly, my cousin was a man called Maurice Stoloff, who was musical director of Columbia Pictures and had about three Oscars. And so I found myself the next week living in Bel Air with my cousin, cousins, and my mum and dad and sister. And then we moved to Beverly Hills. I see. And so I went this to is school. Where, you know, oh, you're yeah. just you telling me this. I can see where Fleur, where <laughs> she manifested, <laughs> how she manifested in your head, because what an amazing upbringing. It was extraordinary. And, and a but, powerful but, mother. Uh, exactly. But very, she wasn't, um, she was quite a shy person. She was the most amazing mother. And again, to have parents who were liberal i didn't understand about racism um homophobia no, no, anti-semitism until uh. i stepped out into the world and that's when i realized all of those things existed mm. because the world i grew up in was liberal accepting men loved each other women loved each other my parents loved each other you know it was all normal wherever you were from mm. it was normal but they do were you friends. know do you know i your your story and um mm. the, the reasons that you know you are strong and you are inspirational. I hear it time and time again. It's the, that sort of upbringing that creates, especially in women, mm. creates, you could say, a woman that needs freedom and cannot be sort of like boxed in. I never thought for a minute I wouldn't work. I always assumed I'd yeah. work. I always assumed I'd provide. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure now you, you never think of retirement, do you? Oh, no, dear. No, it, no. It, that, that word doesn't exist. No. Unless I have the lottery win, and then that might be. Yeah, maybe that would thought. help. But it? no, but I I love working. I love mm. working. Mm. I don't want to stop. I well, I think that's just amazing and wonderful. And you know, you are so in the same corner as me. We need to work, and it's it's women like you that are, that girls are going to look at and think, you know, I want to be like Harriet. But people don't say to men, "Do you want to stop working now?" I know. Never. They stop working when they want to stop. I know. But for us, it's like... Yeah, we will, there's still that ceiling then, isn't there? Yeah. To, to push through for us. Yeah. Darling Number One is the new perfume by Sally Morgan. A fresh and floral fragrance with a sensual, subtle, musky base. 
just £15 and the perfect size bottle to pop in your handbag. Available exclusively at sallymorgan.tv Darling number one. A little bird told me yes, about a, a story that I haven't heard and I'm, I'm dying for you to tell me. Yes, darling. About your um, Shakespearean ad-libbing. Indeed. Let me begin. Mm-hmm. Um, actors often forget their words. It's You're doing eight shows a week and sometimes you're doing two shows a day. You don't you know, you don't know which scene you're in. I mean, you do, but of course you're telling a story. But there are moments when something might happen that pulls your attention for a moment, and then you're in the wilderness of thinking, oh, my God. So I was working at... And you just freeze. Have you ever done that? No, I don't. You can't freeze. You have to keep going. In your head, you're going 300 miles an hour. Yeah. And your voice is going, for God's sake, for God's sake, what are you going to say? And I was, we were doing, I was playing an evil queen, obviously, poisoning her king, um, trying to support her son, standard. Um, And I remember thinking, I was in a big courtroom scene, and I knew my lines were coming up, and I had that moment of, I don't know what the F I'm saying next. And I looked around and thought, oh, well. And I just looked around at my courtiers. I knew I didn't have plot. I knew it was just a bit of chat. And I looked around and I went... And therein lies the end, which yeah. means you effing speak, because I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, and they and all did looked they get at me. It? Yes, they yeah, carried that, on. Yeah, they did. Because <laughs> you have a shorthand, you have just a look like. So, you know, I, I really thought never, ever can Shakespeare be ad-libbed. You can. And therein Harriet lies Thorpe, the end, yeah, which is you talk. And therein lies the end. I have to remember that one. Over to you. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not doing it. Off yeah. you go. So that, that's, <laughs> yes, that, that's, but I mean, that's also a professional for you. You know, you know what you were doing. But you have to keep talking. I mean, often I'm, there's, if you, if you get affected by what happens in front of you, you know, you're on yeah. stage. Often in, I was doing Wonderful Mamma Mia, which I adored, but there were often hen parties that were quite out of control. You know, you oh, know yeah. if, I, if I took it personally that they were pissed yeah. and having a good time and weren't listening to me, giving of my greatness, mm. which is a load of old bollocks, mm. um, I, it's not my business what people think of me. No. It's not my business. Quite our, right. our job is to keep going. I've had, I was doing a show the other year with wonderful Rhys Shearsmith and um, Selena Cadell, the dresser, and somebody had an epileptic fit in row B, and we keep going. Oh, do you? Oh, you see, keep we, going. See, I have to stop. No, if we, anything, we no. have an incident like that, I have to. I've been told I have to walk off stage. Oh, no, no. We, we're told to keep going. All right. And then the St. John's Ambulance may yeah. come down and take the person out, hopefully not on a stretcher. Anyway, that was yeah. that one. And we were all talking about it. Oh, my God, wasn't it crazy and poor person? I hope mm. they're all right. Are we going to find out? Anyway, Act 2 started halfway through. Row, row F, somebody has another epileptic fit. I'm like, really, guys, you're doing this? In my thought bubble. Was it the light? It wasn't your light? No, darling, it? couldn't have been anything. No, just either fate. Yeah. And you're thinking... Two people have had an epileptic fit. And you've just got to keep going. Yeah, is it my fault? No, yeah. <laughs> and you go, no, it's nothing to do with you. Get a grip. And you just keep going. That's the thing. And also, actors are amazing because we have a thing called Dr. Theatre, which means even if you're ill, you keep going. Yes. I broke my toe one morning as I was walking my dog. I thought, that doesn't feel right. That was quite painful. Took myself to A&E. Yes, fractured toe. Went straight to Clark's for a flat shoe because normally I'm always in a heel got some flat shoes and I was on stage that night with a broken toe Mm. and I wasn't walking normally. I had to kind of glide rather slowly, Mm. obviously. Um, But 
again, there are, the show must go the on. The show must go on. It's yeah. our mantra. Yeah. And so you don't stop. No, yeah. The only time I ever had to cancel the show was when I had this abscess that went into my sinus. Oh, my, no. Well, I couldn't talk. No, you know, darling. My, but, but that's a different that, thing. Yeah, you, you've, you've, the, show, the show must go on. Yeah. Is there any, any, any um, part that you've been offered that you've refused, you've said no to? No, darling, I say yes to everything. Do you? Yeah. 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 So, are are that? Do you think there would be anything that you'd think? No, I I can't, I can't pull on my reserves in my memory bank to do that. I think if it's, I would. I mean, I'm never going to be asked to take my clothes off, um, so I don't think I have to worry there. But I don't think I'd want to do that particularly. But at this maturity, um, I don't think they're going to ask me to. They'll probably pay for me to keep them yeah, on, yeah, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are you what what are you up to at the moment? Tell us. Um, I've just finished the wonderful show with the iconic Tracy Bennett, Mame, and I played her best friend Vera. And there's that famous song "Bosom Buddies," yeah, with girls kind of bitching at each other, friends for years. So and you like a musical, don't you? I yeah, I love musicals. Um, and we had the most. It hasn't been done for fifty years, wow. and it's almost. It's somebody said to me, it reminds them of Ab Fab because it's about strong women, and it's about. Mame, this woman who has this most wonderful life and wonderful friends, liberated in the 1920s, then suddenly her nephew comes to live with her and she has a different purpose in life. And she thought she knew love and then she found something else that changed her life completely. So the story is really about love, friendship and purpose in life and that's what we all need. So you've just finished that, have Just you? finished that and I'm about to start, very excitingly, uh, Sleepless, which is the musical of Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Which is, well, again, such a feel-good, amazing show. So, and, and and how long will the run be for that? That's, I think we start March 24th at the Troubadour Theatre in Wembley, and which is where they used to shoot um, and film studios, uh, X Factor. Now it's a wonderful theatre. And that runs through till the end of June. Oh, I so saw you're in rehearsals and wardrobe. Just and about all to do that, like yeah. And do you, do you have to wear wigs? And so do, and when you when you start to get dressed, are you then that character? I love a big wig. Yeah, to yeah. be honest, the higher the wig, the closer to God, and that goes with heels as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 if only I could walk in heels. What was the job that you thought you had in the bag? You know, I'm going to do this, and then all of a sudden the rug was pulled from under you. It's fascinating you should ask that because that happens quite a lot. Obviously, I've been working on a particular show for about two years and we'd opened it very successfully and then it was rewritten slightly and my part was written down a lot and I wasn't asked to do it and I was devastated but then the next week I had a meeting with a director we had a couple of ginger nuts and a cup of tea and um does that sound a bit obscene sorry I'll just rephrase that <laughs> no I like that okay. <laughs> we had a couple of ginger nuts and a cup of tea and I was off the job. And I thought I'd been working on something for two years. And for whatever reason, I wasn't needed. And yet I got another job that I got the best reviews of my career. You know, I've always wanted uh, to know what inspires inspirational women. So what women inspire you or what women make you want more for yourself? I think... My mother inspired me, my grandmother inspired me, my friends inspire me. 
it's all other women actually who are out there breaking new ground, breaking that glass ceiling, who don't say no, who just keep on going and evolving. And they're the people to lead me on. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got a little motto and we're, I'm always uh, chanting it, you could say, mm. at home, which is, you know, don't complain and never explain. I mean, you know, the royal family is very well known for, for saying that. And I, and I think that women... Um, strong women, that's, that is their mantra. Mm. I mean, it covers everything, doesn't it? Uh, my mantra is go where you're wanted, not where you want. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I have to remember that. And the other women that inspire me are our daughters and the women of tomorrow. Yeah, because I think that that's what we're all about now. Is You know, at, at our particular age, <laughs> 35. Barely. Barely 35. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm only 33. I don't know why I keep saying 35. Mm. But women of our age, that's what we need. It's it's who we're pulling up, isn't it? It's the next generation. Totally. Who's, who's going to take over? Yeah. And so we should be proud of our daughters. Absolutely. And also our sons. Absolutely. No, 100%. Because but I think that men can get a bit of a bad press because I think that it's also men are learning from us how we we need to be treated and what we expect out of life absolutely because i can remember my grandma and she you know she she never went anywhere she never did anything well they were there to serve yeah men. She, and i can still remember you know in the week popping in to see they lived in a little council flat and she'd be sitting there doing all the veg and it was the same every day it was like groundhog day and she didn't expect anything Except, you know, a new potato peeler at Christmas. I can remember someone buying her that. Because all she did was peel potatoes every day. Don't you? It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. And when I think, you know, she never travelled, she never... So it's... And that's not that long ago. No. You know, so it's crazy. When I was a young woman, it was illegal and you weren't allowed to buy a house without a man giving you the ability to do it. Yeah. You had to have, be signed for by a man. Definitely. That's in the 1960s. They had to authorise you having a mortgage or buying a house. Yeah, yeah, Bollocks to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank God we've moved on. Thank so God, many dear. things. Thanks to our I, predecessors. Well, and, and us. Because we can remember that time and we're saying no way. Yeah. It, it's all, I feel so sad when I come to the end of interviewing um such amazing people as yourself you're so you know you're a legend harriet you're iconic could you tell my I, agent that please? yeah i will okay. tell i will put this in writing for you please, darling please yeah. <laughs> let's make posters i'm thinking flyers now yeah. i'm thinking yeah be sky writing there. yeah I, I, they'll be plastered everywhere thank you darling. yeah as i'm going down that escalator on the tube Slapping it's just gonna be it's gonna be harriet <laughs> i shall slap them on yeah That's, yeah I've, I've got myself a new role um but it's wonderful for you to join me and wonderful for me to meet you and you know what you've what you've been talking about with me I'm, i feel very very privileged darling and I just want to wish you all the best in the future, in your near future, because you've got amazing things about to happen. Is there a book? Are you not going to write anything down for us? I'm dyslexic, darling. Yeah, but you can, you're going to have a, a ghostwriter? I could do, yeah. I'll think about it. But actually, it's an honour and a thrill to see you too. So oh, thank you. Oh, darling, you're very welcome. Right back at you. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Join me next time with another exciting guest. 
don't forget to download, share and subscribe. <laughs>